You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to another Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl, going over the recent action in England's Premier League. This weekend was match week 29 of 38, and we're pretty much, Robbie Earl now, pretty much in the running now, and it was a weekend of derbies as well, and we'll get to all of them, um, but let's start in no particular order, by the way, so don't get upset anybody, not with the biggest derby, but maybe the last game of the weekend was the Merseyside derby. Um, and it finished Everton nil, Liverpool nil. Um, I guess first thing to say for me, Rob, is that it was a typical, typical Merseyside derby. Great yep. atmosphere at Goodison Park. The fans are so close there. They were so revved up to try and put a spanner in the works of Liverpool winning the Premier League title the first time in 29 years. The atmosphere was great. Did it affect the quality of the football that we watched in the game, Rob? Um, good question. I don't think from Everton's point of view it, it disrupted the quality of the football because in, in, in fairness, Rob, I think the crowd were pumped up, the yeah. team were pumped up, they were pumped up with possession. At times they were pumped up without possession. I thought Everton did what they had to do to give themselves a chance of possibly winning the game. From Liverpool's point of view, Liverpool didn't play well enough, didn't have enough composure creativity on the ball to outdo Everton's pumped up, all atom, 100% effort and, and work rate and, and the atmosphere within Goodison. Liverpool in the end, Rob, today weren't good enough to overcome that and, and find a way to get a victory. After the game on the show, I was on the show this weekend in the studio with uh, Rebecca and Kyle, my kind of first initial reaction, Rob, was you know what, I know what I'm going to get from Liverpool defensively, and I think yeah. we saw that in the game. I think I know what we're going to get from Liverpool's midfield, which is which is energy, it's hard work, but not really a, a consistent goal threat. But the front three, for as good as they are and have been, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to get. And maybe that is the hardest part. And maybe in a derby game, it's tough to do that piece well. But the point is... It's all about the attacking third, and it's all about those front three players, and it's all about in the past how they've been brilliant, the creativity and, and just the movement, the understanding, and the goals have flowed right now. And I, again, I know United are always a tough match. I know Everton away is a tough match. It's just you've got to win them, one of them. You've got the, 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 the goals or the lack of consistent goal scoring, and to be fair, because it's those, just those attacking players, they don't yeah. really ask for goals in midfield. It means any kind of lack of flow or chemistry or off form, if you like, is affecting directly their results. Yeah, I mean, I go back to, I think, our last podcast when, it, when uh, Liverpool won five, Robin. I said, you know, 5 no victory, it, yeah. it's kind of Great. what we've been... And I just said, it didn't quite feel like the 5 no mm. victory that would take them on to the next level. And maybe that this result's shown it. I think Mo Salah is a conversation we have to have separately. I think 
I, I talked about, and I, and I think we've discussed, it's as though the front three have never all played well at any one time. There's been Mane's mm. moments, Firmino's moments, and Salah's moments, but mm. he's never necessarily been uh, the group. I'm going to go back to the midfield because I, I, I yeah. don't want to skate over that quite as, as easily, maybe, as you... I think it's been highlighted. At times, there's a lack of goals there. I get that, and maybe that's not the makeup of the players who play there. But I also think, Rob, these times, and I know this setup is to get the front three, but as an attacking midfield player sometimes, I can remember recalling these times I used to make a run forward to break the organisation of the back four. Mm. Was I get was I going to get the ball? No. Was I looking to score? No. But I give them another problem. I'm not, I sometimes run past my centre forwards. I run mm. between my centre forwards. I run in wide angles just to break up the, 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 the organisation. Then my forwards get a little bit of space. Then my forwards get a little bit of something different happening. Liverpool with this midfield don't have that. So, so that's point one. Can, I, know the can, goals I, just, don't can I pop in at point one or yeah. do, you, do you want to continue? Yeah, just on that, go. you know what? Yeah. I agree with you because when Georgina Wijnaldum went off, I mm. thought, I, I think that's a mistake because, you know, as we watch the games, Rob, we make kind of notes and we, and we, yeah. and we write yeah. down time codes of things that we might mm. want to highlight at the end of the yeah. game. And, and one column in my, in my notes there was Wijnaldum because I noticed three or four or five times he was in the box. Yeah. He did make some runs. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking that, Given the right bump or last final ball or a little bit of yeah. fortune, he could score a goal. And I like that. So when he went mm. off, I thought, wow, that's a goal threat for me. I know it didn't look like that, but but yeah. I'm sure you can tell everybody, Rob, that uh, you might write, make 50 runs in a game and, and, and get one Most of which chance. are not seen. Most of exactly. which don't come to anything. But sometimes you catch the eye of a fullback who takes a step towards you, leaves your man a yard free. There's just little things there, Rob, that I thought, mm, that's something that... that I think Liverpool could do better or, or Jurgen Klopp could design someone if it's, if it's Wijnaldum in those tight games. Go and break forward once or yeah. twice or, yeah. or a few more occasions. And the other thing goes back to a point we, 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 we've sort of made, but I just want to reiterate. So, as you talked about, so Wijnaldum, Henderson and Fabinho to start and then Milner comes on um, in, into the second half. Midfield players, Rob, it's an area we played in, in the pitch. Yep. When I look at Liverpool's three midfield players... Every pass they play, I see. Now, every pass they play, I might not have been able to make because I'm not. I wasn't as good as some of those players in there, and maybe didn't have the skill or the or the ability. But everything they see, I see. And and because of that, they get the balls into the the front guys, and and it works. When I think of Manchester City, and I was trying to think, what? Where's the difference? What's happening? When I think of David Silva, De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva. Sane and Sterling to a certain degree, and I know they're more forwards. But certainly the three midfield players, Rob, mm. can see passes, can create things that I haven't seen, and I've been a professional footballer. They can, they can deliver things into areas that I wouldn't be able to deliver, and I was a professional footballer in that same area of the pitch. I think that's another kind of option that City have on tight days that mm. Liverpool don't have. Should Naby Keita or Jordan Shakiri come into that midfield to Good give question. a little bit mm. more of that? Now, they're yeah. not at the level of De Bruyne and David no. Silva, but I would have thought um, they could have come in. And let me just give you one other question as well on this, on this subject. It's a really important subject, mm. not just about the front three. Do By playing a 
I mean, there was Lalana, but a but a a, uh, a granite, uh, not granite Shaka, a Shakiri, yeah. or a Nabi Keita. Is mm-hmm. the manager Jurgen Klopp just worried that you know what? It's such an important area to yeah. dominate and to be athletic. Yeah. Is he is he is he worried that they might lose that if he changes those three? Yeah, he's going for work. I've, I've got work rate, press, in industry, always for, in, in these areas for Jurgen Klopp uh, above craft, guile, and adventure. Is there more of a balance? Here? Can, can he turn up the dial? I think I wrote that down as well on my notes today. Could he have turned up the dial in that midfield well, well, and, and it, had yeah, a bit it, more of a go? Yeah. In 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 in, the, in today's game, when Everton were up, mate, and and you made a, a good point on the broadcast, like I'm not sure they can do this for ninety because it's so hard to play at that yeah. intensity with that speed, with that discipline, with that drive. They did Everton and ended up getting a point, and well done to them. But. When you need a little something extra, Rob, you, you you've got to have that. You've got to take a little risk on that craft and say to Shakiri, "You've got a job to do when we haven't got the ball." But I know when you get on it, he might just make your pass. He might just find your goal, as he did against was it United uh, when he came on as a sub. We've seen Naby Keita kind of come to more of a number eight role, Rob, where he gets forward yeah. now and then, makes one or two things happen, and then drops back in and does his defensive role. Listen, it's all hindsight, and, and but it is something we've highlighted before. And I thought today, as the game went on, I'm starting to say Liverpool have to go to the next level of, uh, of quality to, to, to beat Everton because they're not going to do them with industry through the middle of the park. Is lack of goals going to cost Liverpool the title? There's 12 goals difference now between City and Liverpool. And I know, yeah. and I'm sure there's been examples where the highest scorers have won the title. It hasn't yeah. all been about that. And Liverpool's defence is, is, is the best. But is that going to be the Achilles here, Rob? Given, I mean, it's, it's incredible. When I can't you consider believe I can't believe we're having so this conversation based on what, what the defence has done, what what they've set up with with the front three. I mean, if if you'd have asked me that question before balls kicked, I'd have gone, "Are you crazy?" Mm. I would mm. have said the midfield. We're not we're not sure. Can they handle you know a thirty eight game season? Can this defence concentrate yeah. Hold long enough yeah. and, and have pride in clean sheets? You know, they've had the most best defensive record by by a bit of a distance, really, in mm. in the league. Um, can lack of goals? Yes, it can. Yeah. Um, I've got to centre some attention on Mo Salah, Rob. Go on then. I think it's time to suggest oh, no. that Mo Salah last season, the chances he gets today, scores. So, so again, I'm looking at the game, and as you say, we we try and break down or look at it, put ourselves in situation, try and explain. Mo Salah is in a situation, Rob, when he goes through one on one. His final touch before the finish mm. is not good. Now, is that that he's thinking about those, those things? Last season, he would run through touch goal. This season, I sense these are thought, touch, thought, tackle back from Keane. Thought, touch, gets it wrong with the goalkeeper. There's something slightly... Is that thought? And I think it's it's a good point, but I think people are people out there are thinking like, well, how can that be so different? And what is that yeah, thought? Yeah. Is it the thought of I had an amazing season last year? I won so many awards. I mm. elevated my my profile in the game worldwide yeah. to a, a, a massive level. Mm-hmm. I've got to do it again. I've got to make sure I score. I've got mm. to make sure I get the numbers. I've got to make sure I finish this. Is that the thought? that he didn't have last season where he's like, you know what, he's just playing the game yeah, and yeah. it came to him easily and he touched it and finished it. Is that the thought that's making him not be at the same level? I, I think you're, you're just you know, on something where I'm going. It also is a situation of where the football club are, Rob. People yeah, have asked, maybe, people yeah. have said, down this track, when we get to 10 games, 9 games, 8 games, 
things will be different. Lee Dixon said it; he's won titles. Mm. Graham Lasola said it; they've won titles. You speak with Manchester United players who said that was the thing that they dealt with more than other teams down the stretch. It's it, it's nothing you can instantly put your finger on because if you could put your finger on it, you could address it. Mm. It's just something that slightly tightens up. The the first chance he had when when Jordan Pickford made the save, Rob. He was he was so straight with the ball yeah. that it gave Jordan Pickford a good chance. It's a good, it's a Better really good save. But the it? angle wasn't there. When he's on his form, his first touch is such that the ball becomes almost ninety degrees to his body, so it opens everything up. So yeah. he now can bend it yeah. wide it to the, the far corner yeah. or do that drag that he does to the near post. Now, it, why is that touch a little bit different? Only Mo Salah will know. But it's happened too many times recently, Rob. There's been too many occasions where it's just not gone that we've got to start to think, OK, is, is there something that this creep, crept into his game that's starting to affect the way that he, became, he was this wonderful, natural, no-thinking finisher last season to maybe just slowing down his thought processes now as he's going through? Yeah, I mean, Firmino came into the game yeah. um, later on, and I thought they looked a little bit brighter. Yeah. There'll be a decision to make now for the manager of, do we stick with 4-3-3? Do we go mm. back to playing Mo Salah as a striker? Because it's gone off a little bit. It's gone yeah. off a few times this season. Three straight games now, isn't it? No, yeah, no, no and goals. to be fair, Jurgen Klopp's mm. just tweaked the system to get the guys back on track again. It's yeah. just whether he does that now in terms of what they got coming up. It's Burnley at home next weekend, then they've got Champions League with Bayern Munich, etc., etc., etc. So... I mean, it's still a ways to go, and it's very, very tight. Now City yeah. have a one-point lead. Um, we'll go on and touch and talk about City a little later. But, yeah, big game, big atmosphere. Just on Everton, Rob, if, you, yeah. if you're ready to switch over. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, a, a tremendous effort, a tremendous yeah. attitude to, to not only work hard and make it that sort of derby game, but to, to attack. To be on the front foot, this was not a sit behind the ball, let's no. graft away to a point here. They had a go and had some opportunities. My question to you, and, and also to the Everton fans, like, I mean, where is where's this been? I mean, mm. I, I know mm. I know the boost you get from a derby. Of course, we've both yeah. been in plenty of derbies. But my goodness, that's some mm. difference. That's some difference in intensity from that game we saw against Liverpool there in that derby and others where they look lacklustre and the performance is nowhere near at that level. Well, well two things stood out to me, and you're right, and, and credit to Everton because they made it difficult. Yes, they're, they're motivated to, to make sure that Liverpool don't win a title, but that, that only takes you so far. Tactically, I thought they were reasonably well set up. Second half, Rob, I, I was getting to the stage where I'm thinking... Do you know what on the on the on the counter attack Gomez came on with Charlison's yeah. on? I'm thinking yeah. if if the right pass get gets gets delivered here, they 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 could nick it. Jenk Tosin had a decent uh, effort from opportunity from the free kick that was taken when he was onside. He, t- he decided to hit it first time. Mm. Could have maybe taken a touch and done a little better. But you're right, and, and so two things stood out to me on this one. First of all, I kind of feel it's a shame for Everton Football Club that it, it, it's trying to stop Liverpool that that's raised them to this level. Everton Football should, Club should be good enough to be delivering these kind of performances for themselves, week in, week out. And, and if if Marco Silva can get 80% of that in, intensity, because I know some comes from a derby and different yep. things in, in the area, if he can get 80% of that intensity and bring the quality and his coaching ability, Everton become best of the rest. Richarlison not starting the game. Mm. He, he dragged yeah. him off in the last game after, I yeah. think, about an hour. Bernard came on. Bernard started the game today. Calvert-Lewin started as a striker. 
Yeah. I mean, it's hard for us to watch every minute of every yeah. game. We but don't know what's going on. Yeah. Is his also, form dropped? Is he training? But I was surprised. Mm. I mean, I mean I'm surprised. I look at, I look at um, Theo Walcott, Rob, on the other side of the pitch. And and I know we, we, we've had our criticisms of Mo Salah and, and his standards have been brilliant. I mean, 49 goals, isn't he, for Liverpool in, in almost record time and all that. Mm. But Mo Salah is everything that Theo Walcott, Walcott should be. The pace, uh, speed to run on the outside. Maybe Mo's a better dribbler. You know, maybe um, Theo Walcott's got a big, bigger, uh, more physicality. Maybe understand? He's been in the league longer, but the, Theo Walcott still continues to to play like a eighteen year old kid who's come into Absolutely the team with right. lots of lots of um, praise and uh, lots hype. of speed, and everybody's hyping him up and saying he's going to be a great player. He's doing that at thirty years of age now, Rob. Do you think? And I totally agree. Why is that? Like for, again, people listening, like, well, why, mm. why hasn't he developed? Why has he sat down with coaches to think of ways of affecting the play more, to get involved technically more, to mm. combinations, to one twos, to to get in between the lines, to making through balls, mm. to getting in the box and scoring more goals, to use that. I mean, there's a lot of things I mean, and I mean, ways to all improve. All the things somebody. you see Salah do, whether good Salah, bad Salah, in between it's just Salah, straight, it's straight the field, it's, it's, it's straight up and down, isn't it? I would have to say, Robin, and, and this is, is not, not necessarily a slight on Theo, but maybe the people who've worked with him, it might be a, a little slight on Arsene Wenger who had him as a kid and mm. you'd hope that he would develop him into that technical and, and tactical footballer that he, his attributes should should stand up to. But often when you get players at, at that speed, probably when he was 12, 13, 14 years of age, he, he could stand a full-back up push the ball 10 to 15 yards, run past them and score, run past them and cross it. Mm. So you know what happens as he goes through the years? No one develops anything else because he can do that. Now he gets into a top level of football and international football and European football where defenders are cleverer, they're smart, they can play offside, they know how to body him out, they know how to run across his line. He never developed any of the other skills that the very top players, the Messi's and the Ronaldo's and all those guys can play in three, four, five, beat you in four, four five different ways. The old Walcott, if he can't run past you, is, ne- is never getting past you. And, and he's not getting any quicker, is he? No. So once it, that speed starts that? to drop off, sure. then he hasn't really got much else. And by the way, this is... It, it's not. It sounds harsh criticism of Theo Walcott. It's just with the talent and the yeah, experience that he's got. Could be. I mean, he, he, he should be more of a consistent mm. player for Everton. Now, just yeah. on the result, it's 1-0. Uh, sorry, yeah. it's 0-0. Nil, nil. Liverpool dropped to second spot. Let's listen to the manager, uh, Rob Jurgen Klopp, yeah. and how he feels now about Liverpool being in second. So, for the first time in three months, off the top, after the same games as City, is that f- something you need to react to? Oh, it was, was clear that it can happen as long as City wins and when we draw, then it will happen. So I don't think we have really think about that. We didn't think about City when there was a point behind us. Now I don't know exactly how the situation is, but um, now we are behind them. Should not be too far. So we have to win, they have to win, and we'll see who wins up more often. I, I actually um, thought Jurgen Klopp did a good did a good job after the yeah. game, Rob. Yeah. I, I didn't particularly like the wind stuff, which he keeps going on. I don't know if he wants to be a weatherman in disguise or something, but he keeps on about, <laughs> about the conditions of weather. From the that that was part of listen, Everton pumping their chests out and the fans blowing, you know, yeah. blowing into the pitch. But 
In terms of how he conducted himself, he handled himself, I thought going on the pitch was important, shaking hands of all the, all the players, the officials. I thought he owned the, 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 the result. It's nil-nil, it's another point. He talked about them, you know, it, it's a point more than they had before the game. I thought he, he, he's, he was hugging, he was smiling, he was doing all the things you'd want him to do. Deep, deep inside, of course he's disappointed. Of course he knows the consequences of what the, the, today could be. But I thought he showed the experience of a man who's won mm. silverware and realised it was a time to puff his chest, get in front of those Liverpool fans and say, you know what, we've got nine games to go and we are still in this title race. Now, of course, as ever, we, we put tweets out there and... If, if you guys out there want to tweet us with any kind of opinion, certainly around these big Premier League uh, match days, get in touch with us at the two Robbies NBC to let us know. Mm-hmm. And the tweet today that we put out there, Rob, was, will the lack of goals cost Liverpool the title? And, and let me read a couple of good ones here. I've got one from Igor Epstein to say, Liverpool do have problems with scoring goals, but somehow it only happens away. They're always dominant at Anfield and usually score a decent amount of goals there. Even away in some of the games, the lack of goals is just a lack of luck. Um, Mm. MN United 64 says, Salah is not having a sizzling season. It's what's costing them. Yes, lack of Salah goals. Yeah, I had one from Mark, which is the Biz 1982. He said, it'll be City's consistent form grinding out results in the depth of the squad that will cost Liverpool the title. And Shreyas Malhotra said, lack of goals under pressure will be Liverpool's demise. They need another attacking option other than Mane, Salah and Firmino. And with Shaqiri being only average recently, they will not win out this season. So there seems to be a bit of a thought uh, about the lack of goals, Rob. Obviously, Mark has talked about City's um, just ability to grind things out. Um Overriding thoughts, yeah. is, does it have to be disappointing for Liverpool or, or, or are you on the, the Klopp Express of, you know what, that's another point, it's not a defeat, it's against one of the biggest rivals, now they can get on with some of the other games, the, the normal, if there is any normal Premier League games. You know what the big picture is, Robbie Earl? The big picture, and I'm going to get the stats off our, our research guy, mm. the big picture is that Liverpool, not many weeks ago, was it, yeah. was it Leicester? They could have beat Leicester to go 10, yeah. points, 10 points clear yeah. of 10 this Premier clear, League. Yeah. And not yeah. many weeks later, yeah. they're one point behind Manchester City with, what is it, nine games, 11 games? Yeah, 11 points dropped in their last nine games, Robin Muster, is what's taken us to where we are. Yeah. 11 points dropped in their last nine games. Well, that is, that is a problem. And they've got to address it real quick. You... Mm. You thought that the Liverpool would find a way to win the title. Yeah. I'm sticking with City. Yeah. Anything now after that game that makes you change your mind or even think, you know what, I, I might be wrong here? Um, give me three more weeks before for a knee joint. <laughs> give me three more weeks and then I'm jumping all over the City bandwagon. No, no, I'm, I'm <coughs> going to stay with Liverpool. Listen, yeah. it, it's, I think there's at least one more twist in in this title race, Robbie Musto, and, yeah. and from Liverpool's yeah. point of view, they've got to hope the twist goes in favour for them. So I'm going to stay with them. I'm going to going to keep faith in Jurgen. I think he did a good job today when his team didn't, I think, play quite so well. But mm. um, we have a title race, Mister Musto. We do. We do we have a title it race. Should be great. Should be great. Mm. Okay, let's move it on. North London derby. Yes, Another sir. massive, massive, <laughs> massive derby in English football in the Premier League. Tottenham one, Arsenal one. My goodness, mate. So many incidents. Oh, uh, oh, gosh. 
Uh, Aaron Ramsey got the start. Um, just firstly on the on the lineup, I mean that was kind of big news. We weren't quite big yeah. with that, Rob. About yeah. uh, you know Lacazette starting instead of Aubameyang, who's got mm. 16 goals in the Premier League, the top goal scorer for Arsenal. Yeah. That wasn't. He was on the bench for this game. Yeah. Ramsey came in. Urzel, that you Ozil. said on our last on our yeah, last you pod, got to, you got to think you got to play. You wanted to play him. I, I said he won't play. play. He, he was on the bench. Well, that's well that's a good that's argument. So yeah, yeah. Well, well played. That you. was I mean, Aaron Ramsey from now. I mean. I wouldn't say it's a gamble because I think we know Aaron Ramsey. We've seen him in the league. We've seen what he does. But it's a big call, isn't it? A, a player who's now signed to another mm. club has, has got a huge contract sitting waiting for him. Mm. In one of the biggest games with, with so much at stake, you put trust in a guy who's on, you know, who's got less than four months at the football club. Yeah, and Lucas Torreira was left on the bench as well. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of big calls there. Mm. I and mean, you look at that lineup; it was four-two-three-one for Arsenal, yeah. and you still got attacking players in Awobi, Ramsey, and Mkhitaryan. Now, <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong. Is Mkhitaryan? I think probably Awobi is. Are they a lot more defensive-minded and effective mm. than yeah. Mesut Özil, who's got more quality? In some ways, in terms of creativity for Arsenal, because Ozil, there, there must again, be something, Rob. There's a reason he makes those calls. There's a reason that he sees something in training. There's a reason, maybe. I bet that reason is is tactical discipline. I bet that's what it is. Even more uh, than let, work let me, ethic. Okay. Let me also go one more. Might be better team players than Mesut Özil. Yeah, I mean that's the same. Just the, same the guys line. in front of him. If, if if Mesut Özil's in front of me and ask him to stay with your runner. Will Mkhitaryan do that yeah. more than Mesut? Well, I think he probably will, maybe will a little bit. But that—that that was the lineup. It was a brave lineup, yeah. and his plan, by the way, almost worked out. I mean, there's so many instances we'll go over. First of all, yeah. the Aaron Ramsey goal, Rob. And remember, so a few pods ago, we were sort of saying, is he really going to be committed, Aaron Ramsey? Yeah. Given yeah. what's around mm. the corner in just a few months' time, his life is going to change massively, moving to Turin uh, with Juve in Italy. Mm. Um, but he took his goal really well and actually had, had a good game in the number 10 yeah. role, didn't he? Great goal. Love the celebration, Rob. The celebration yeah. told me as much as the goal. Fired up, like, yeah. He's still fired up. This club yeah. still means a lot to him. Yeah, fair play. Under other circumstances, I, I think he'd like to be there, Rob. Mm. I think he'd still like to be part of what Unai is growing and we've seen at Chelsea Football Club how you need good people around your, your football club I know it's, it's an argument that it's futile now because he, he's moved on but I still for me I'm surprised Aaron Ramsey's not, not part of the football club but again mm. brilliant goal uh, typical Ramsey you know the thing that Liverpool maybe don't have in the midfield that guy who can drive through and, and, exactly. and go and go and find exactly. you a goal or go and make things happen exactly. so Arsenal go 1-0 up, and, and I thought we were the better team, certainly in the first half, Rob. thought they, yeah. um, you know, McTarian and Wobie. Fired Ramsey up, yeah. Under, yeah, it was good. Unai Emery has shown, Rob, on a couple of occasions that he that he can he can get his team fired up, that he can get them right right at it when when the big games come. And I think that all goes well for the, for the future. Obviously, they need more quality. Obviously, he needs better players in there, but he certainly can, I think, can, can affect the, the the group, which which are always is a good sign in, in big matches. The incident, the offside, the controversy, <sighs> the Gee. penalty, the everything else. The first one, the first one. This is so. Mm. Let me. I'll do this again. I said it a few times on the air, and I've yeah. researched the heck out of this. It's so I, I think oh. I know what I'm talking about. Of course, social media think you're biased against against uh, Spurs mm. or Arsenal. I've, had, I've actually I'm biased on both of these yeah, teams. Yeah, which, is, which is probably media, the biggest compliment you can get when great. you boast. On anyway, both this teams. is how I, I read it. So okay, we know that. When the ball is played, Harry Kane is offside. Yeah. And we know that when the challenge comes in from Mustafi, it's a push. So there are two things yeah. that we all agree yeah, on. We, now, yeah. there's one thing to decide here, and one thing mm. only, which came first. Now, the... No, okay, so I'll no, explain how, not, yeah. for me, 
and we'll get your take on it if it's anything yeah. different, Rob, in a minute. For me, the offside came first. Now, mm-hmm. there's there's three things here. You are uh, interfering with play. If you attempt to play the ball, you play yeah. the ball, right? And, and that's what most people, to be fair, on social media yeah. kind of think that's it. Well, yeah. no, there's other criteria as well. It's on the FIFA Laws of the Game 2019. You can find those online, no problem. A PDF file, download it, read it through. Um, if you impact on a, a, def- a defender or a player's ability to clear the ball or you're challenging for the ball, then you're interfering with play. Yeah. Now, for the fact that Mustafi kind of fouls Kane basically yeah. means that Kane was challenging for the ball. He was impeding the, the, was. the possibility or the, the ability of those players to play mm-hmm. the ball unaffected by him in that offside position. So yeah. that, for me, came fractionally before the mm. push from, from Mustafi. So offside should have been flagged. I think VAR would have picked it up mm. um, and the penalty should not have been awarded. Did you, first of all, see it any differently from that? No. Absolutely not at all. Um, there seemed to be a moment or a slight disagreement between what, not what came first, everyone saw, saw these offside, but the impact or challenging of, of, yeah. of the and defenders. When that happened, and when I guess, that happened, as well, to the foul, right? I thought it was on both, well, it was on Mustafi and the, and the centre back who was, was in front of him, who was jumping above Rob. Mm. As he's going on, either those things trigger first before the, before the foul comes in. So yeah. he has to, he has to be in an offside position, challenging for that ball, yeah. and and that's why the um, the decision should have been given. Yeah, I think uh, around the world, if you like, certainly in English speaking, yeah, uh, from, the, from the UK as well, there is to be fair a mixed message from from mm. pundits, former players, and also former referees. I, I, yeah, I, I, even journalists, which is even worse, which is difficult, and uh, so that's what makes it hard. Like 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 uh, fans will will read something from somebody, and so there is a lot of misinformation out there I think there's a lot of bad information Uh, again I I finish the show I go home I get out my laptop I go through these rules and I'm pretty sure and there's been there's been confirmation from from different refereeing bodies that it really should have been called VAR of course next Mm. season comes into the Premier League Um, so that that was a big moment Um, but Spurs benefited from that Harry Kane sticks the ball away then we Mm. have another penalty Robbie I'll let you talk us through that one well, uh, as the ball comes into o- Aubameyang and the inside area, uh, uh, down the side of the pitch, it's Davinson Sanchez who goes across. There's a coming together, a contact, which happens in penalty areas a hundred times. Aubameyang looks like he's falling and goes to ground. Mm. The penalty kick's given, not for me. Yeah, that's not for me not either. For me. Not for me, mate. Not enough contact. Not, the push wasn't part of the reason he went down. He was stumbling. I thought it was no penalty. Mm. I didn't think it was a dive. I think it's one of those no calls, no call, get yeah. on with the game. Yeah, next season, I think I think that for VAR would be, uh, excuse me, referee, we think this is a clear and obvious error. Yeah. Come and take yeah. a look at it. Yeah, if that was that's me, a protocol. clear and obvious, yeah. Um, but then the penalty is awarded. Yeah. And, uh, of course, the ball is struck by Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have some encroachment, Robbie. I'll talk us through yes. that. So, Jan Vertonghen, as all good defenders should, is chasing in to make sure if there's any rebounds or there's anything that he yeah. can do to affect the kick Defensive as it way. may be saved from his goalkeeper, hits the ball, whatever. 
runs into box. Now, the problem with Jan Vertonghen, he sets off too early. He's almost level with Aubameyang as Aubameyang's about to strike the ball, mm. which basically should mean the free kick is re- the penalty kick is retaken mm. because you can't encroach. Listen, a yard or two, I think everybody understands that those things happen. But when we're talking six, yeah. seven yards yeah. into the box... Um, so Aubameyang has the penalty. Lloris makes a brilliant save. And then to kind of add insult to injury from, from Arsenal's point of view, Jan Vertonghen makes a brilliant Incredible. block yeah. on the line that sends the ball up and over the top. Mm. So they were hurt twice on, on that occasion also. So I do think Spurs have to feel themselves very lucky and didn't quite agree with, with Pochettino after the game said we were, we were the better team in all aspects. Mm. Mm. Not sure. Probably. So en- enough of the incident, Rob. Just a little yeah. bit of, of kind of opinion now from us both yeah. on it and on the yeah. game and who came out and looked better. Mm. Uh, from Spurs' point of view, were you disappointed that at home they still look like they're, yeah. they're limping a little bit? Yeah. Of course, Harry Winks didn't start this game. Victor Wanyama played Wanyama. in there. And yeah, to be fair, Sissoko. pretty much mm. was limping. I mean, he didn't yeah. move very well. No. Next to Sissoko, we know it's the same guys. They rely on in Kane and Ericsson and Son. And, and maybe they're not quite firing at the moment. Maybe there's some tiredness coming into these mm. players' legs of all the games, all the competitions. Was there any disappointment in, in Spurs' performance yeah. for you? There was, mate. We're talking about coming off two uh, back-to-back defeats, yeah. Burnley and Chelsea. The, the, the spark wasn't there. North London derby, I thought, would, would, would enthuse everybody and get them on the front foot and get back to Spurs who can play with an intensity that anybody in the league struggles with. I thought the words of Pochettino, that, that we were better in all aspects, one of those, is a little no, bit of a... No, I'm not having that, yeah. You know what? I, I, this team need a bit of confidence now. I mean, he, he had a little pop a couple of weeks ago where he said maybe, you know, our attitude and this and that. I think he sensed that mm, things have just dropped, that the, the intensity, um, the spark in, in the club has just dropped a little bit. And mm. I think he, he had to come out with one of those statements like, this is us, we're, we're good, we're, we're all good, don't worry about it. Um, and... They go to Dortmund, Rob, on, on Tuesday. Uh, they're 3-0 up. Brilliant from a brilliant performance at Wembley. But you I don't want to go. Going. That's not you, a place you want to go without a spark. That's not a place you want to go and concede in the first 20 minutes and then we have a game on. You know what? We've talked many times, Rob, about Spurs and how people give them a bit of criticism for being a bit we- uh, mentally weak. Yeah. They've got to get through this Champions mm. League tie. Yeah, They've absolutely. got to get through it 3-0 up away from home and yes Dortmund can be dangerous and yes the atmosphere is going to be ri- ridiculous we know that with that yellow war they've got to find a way through Southampton yeah. away Liverpool away Brighton Huddersfield then Man City away mm. they've got some tough games coming up now and with three points is all the cushion is to uh, United uh, no, sorry three points isn't it three points to Spurs sorry from Liverpool and then three points back to Manchester United yeah. fourth third and Arsenal uh, four points behind Spurs. So, all of a it, sudden, that top four race now involves Spurs. In a, in a couple of weeks, Rob, they've gone from title race yeah. to challenge <clears throat> now for fourth spot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's and that, how and drastically that's, that drop-off's yeah. come at the wrong time of the season for them. And when other teams are picking up and picking up points. Anything more than just the squad is just struggling. It needs help. It needs some more depth. That There isn't top-class players throughout this mm. team. They can count yeah. on others like City can and Liverpool yeah. in it's, some it's spots exactly can that, do that. It's I mean, exactly they, are they that. doing as good as they can do, Spurs? Uh, again, third spot for them is, 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 is punching is above their weight. Yeah, of course it is. Champions League quarter-final is... 
going as far as you, you could you should expect them anything is an absolute bonus beyond that and and if this guy was given three or four more quality players who make his who, who challenge his first 11 or make his first 11 better mm. then i think it's time to maybe have some criticism but mm. when you're i'm not say flogging because that's not quite the right word but when you're having to play pl- players who don't look 100% right after who are not on top of the game that he can't make the changes that <laughs> Liverpool have got have, have had some injuries. He's got a squad to go. L- Man City have had some injuries. He, he can he can go almost like for like. Spurs are nowhere near that level yet. And mm-hmm. until they are, till they stock their cupboard in the same way, mm-hmm. we can't really put them in. We can't have have them in the same conversation. Really. Arsenal Football Club. Unai Emery. Tough mm. decisions. Left people out. I mean, yeah. still played an attacking like team it. that worked hard, organised, like hungry. Mm. I mean. It, it isn't tough all manager, right Robert. I like, yeah, and, and I, I like think this is too. what Liv- uh, Arsenal's needs. It needs now some tough management, some tough love, somebody to make tough calls and decide on players and decide on systems. And, and if somebody's not good enough, you know, they might have been there six, seven years, but it's time to move on. The kind of things we didn't see in the, in the last era. I think this guy doesn't mind making the making these, yeah, these decisions, and yeah. I think he does it in a, in, a, in a decent way as well. He, he's not. A rantering raver. He doesn't come out publicly and chuck people under the bus. But I think privately, in the dressing room, in his office, and around the football club, he's starting to stamp his authority on this football club. And I think that's a good thing for Arsenal. But as we've talked about a number of times, until we get to the summer, until we see what kind of finances this football club decide to put behind the manager, we'll then then determine where Arsenal should be or where where they think they, they, they're going to be. I think Unai Emery keeps looking at the stats. He keeps looking at the table. And he sees in the goals for column, this mm. is now after 29 games, yeah. 61. Yeah. Liverpool going for the title, a 64. 64. Just three goals more, Robbie. Mm. He looks at his goals against column, Liverpool 15, Arsenal 39, the lowest mm. in the top seven by the way, the top yeah. seven. Mm. That's the problems. That's why he's dropping Ozil. That's why he's playing players that will tactically do what he wants them to do. And that is the issue for the summer. Go and get me, he would say, because mm. I think he's tactically smart enough to set a team up to be defensively yeah. good shape and to be sound. He hasn't got the defensive players individually to yeah, really no get the low numbers like Liverpool and City with 20 goals against. So that's what he's going to be wanting to do. But in terms of what he's doing right now, yeah, it looks difficult. It looks mm. painful sometimes. Wow, Aubameyang and Ozil and Torreira, you'd think would go into that. Yeah. It's tough without the... I mean, it, it, it's, it's still... Wow, okay. He's doing it his way. He doesn't care. Big decisions. Um, and they were close, by the way. They was close to winning this game and giving this football club a massive boost in this big mm. game. Aubameyang sticks that penalty in, that shot yeah, from 12 yards. Yeah. It's different. And we're having maybe a slightly different conversation. But, uh, yeah, he's doing okay. It's a tough job. And just when you think, oh, they've just dipped a little bit Arsenal, mm. are they really going to be in the top four? They do produce something that's pretty good. And I thought they were the better team in this Great. derby game. Yep, the hunger of the manager, I think, is starting to seep through into the players, yeah. and we've seen that now on occasions at Arsenal, but as I say, uh, a little bit like Spurs in some respect. They need the depth, they need some quality mm. if they're going to uh, challenge uh, the best in the league. Let's move it on to a team that I would think next season I feel that they are going to challenge. The big Belgian beast is back, Robbie Musto. He big is Rom. Back. He is back. Brace. Yeah, gave up a chance of a hat trick to to let his mate score a penalty who didn't yeah. quite pull it off, Paul Pogba. But 
I mean, I've just got to focus on him first, yeah. Rob, because he's been subjective of a lot of our conversation in the last few yeah. weeks that doesn't quite look the same yeah, he when he's playing. Nice. Is he going to be the guy who's going to, you know, is there an issue there for somebody whoever is managing the football club next season? Um, fair play to him, Rob. I didn't see this kind of performance in his legs. Mm. I didn't see this confidence. Two goals mm. off his right foot, shifting the ball, finding the back of the net. Um just his all-round game and, and sort of, what would I say, presence, I thought was important. It was, was something that, that Manchester United need and, and something you wouldn't want to want to get rid of um, mm. if he's playing at that level. I hope that our listeners and followers, Rob, you know, agree with this. That I think to, sometimes we, we always tell it as it is, but if mm-hmm. we're wrong or if we make a mistake or somebody proves mm-hmm. us wrong, we absolutely come back on and say, you know what, absolutely. fair play to him. Because mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, I remember making a comment like, wow, United are better without Lukaku mm-hmm. in the team. He played as a striker on his own. Yeah. Maybe he didn't get much service. The ball kept bouncing off him and that's the comment I made. Yeah. After the, the broadcast today and after our shows, Rob, we, we often do these little digital hits. And one yeah. of them is three things I learned this Premier League weekend. And one of those, number two on that, was Romelu Lukaku will not just disappear off into the shadow of Marcus Rashford mm-hmm. and be that guy that's not going to fight for his place at this big football club. Now, not only has he, is he produced great performances in the last two matches with, with like really sharp finishes with his yeah. right foot. I think yeah. it's three goals with his right foot at mm-hmm. least. But he also he said a few things, Rob, that impressed me, where he said, you know what? I'll do whatever this manager wants me to do. If it means playing on the right-hand side, I will do it. I want to prove myself uh, as, a, as a regular and as an important part of this team. And fair play to him. Because scoring goals with his right foot for, for a naturally yeah. left-footed player smacks mm. of training. Smacks yeah, of practice, work, smacks repetition. of repetition mm, to get absolutely. better in that. And it was almost automatic with these finishes. Mm. Very instinctive, very reactive, and very accurate in finishing yeah. with his right foot. And uh, absolutely. He kind of played together with Rashford for a part of this game. And, um, I mean, he's given, he's given uh, the manager, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you mm. know, interesting you know, problems or, or thoughts now. Listen, don't forget about me. It's yeah. not all about Rashford. Yeah. I've got something to offer. And, and and probably we should put more of a positive spin. He's giving options, Rob. You know, when we say problems, we mm. we should give give it a positive spin and say he's give the guy up. He's give the manager options. And I think you make a good point with the right foot. And has talked about the repetition. I think the manager has to take credit for that because I think that's the kind of work Solskjaer's done with them and, and got them going where, you know, get around the box. He, he talks similarly about Marcus Rashford. He needs to work in in the box and learn a few of the little traits and nuances that make you a great striker. Mm. He's probably looked at Lukaku and said, he's a bit left-sided. You always know you want to go on his left. So if we can get him to his right and get a bit of confidence. And again, I, I, I've, I've got to turn back to Solskjaer because yeah, the Oli Express is, is flying. Ten wins, two draws. Um, absolutely flying at the moment. I've just watched the Roger Bennett with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer um, hour. I thought it was fascinating. I thought it gave a real good understanding of the, of the person in charge who loves being at the football club. Who more than anything, the one thing I, I came away from it, was not beyond the, his love of the football club that he played at and now he's managing, is his understanding of people really came across to me that he, 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 he treats everybody individual. He's worked out or is working out which buttons to press. And that's the biggest thing he's brought back to the football club, to United the football club. You know, it's, it's funny. And I think we know each other very well now, Robin. Mm. And, and if it's one thing that 
I hope I am is honest. Mm-hmm. And the interview with Roger Bennett was 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 good and it was interesting. But yeah. I didn't come away thinking this this guy can lead this club for many years. That this guy is smart yeah, why, enough. Why not, Rob? What did you not hear? Well, I still see? get the sense, and it's maybe I'm being totally wrong here, that mm. that he it's more of this is the right place for me. I'm at home here, which he said many times. Mm. I know what this club is all about. And I know all that. I know yeah. all that. Mm. It's but to be a to be a great, to 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 be to feel like this club is in the right the right leader's hands going yeah. forward for many seasons. I'm still not sure that he's going to be able to handle all the bumps in, in the road and all the hurdles that a marathon season and a, and a, mm. mari- a marathon two seasons, three seasons, Champions League competitions. Mm. I, now, now with Michael Carrick and with Mickey Phelan, yeah. And who's the other chap? There's another. There's another guy. In the oh, the, the yeah, the, the young coach. Who's yeah. With him. Yeah. Who's now, now setup, maybe yeah. with a more all their abilities together, mm. um, that, that, it, it could be that team that can take them forward for the next one, two, three, four, five seasons or whatever. Yeah. I just still are struggling to think that in six months' time, that somebody like Mauricio Pochettino would be a more reliable. Uh, more experienced and can still play the f- sort of football that we're seeing under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Pochettino mm. knows that. He can develop young players as well. Uh, uh, but I must say that the longer this goes on mm. and the longer we see smart tactical switches, yeah. went to a three at the back, played two up front, Absolutely, got the win, yeah. came back. Changed. You know, it, 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 of course it's making his case stronger and stronger and stronger, Robbie. Now, you know, from a few months ago, we we're like, you know what? The best he can do really mm. is to say, to prove that he's the be- the second best man. Like everybody yeah. else, apart from yeah. Poch, mm. don't, no thank you, because uh, Solskjaer's done a brilliant job, but we're still going to mm. go for Poch. Are we getting to, to that point? That 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 tipping point where mm. you know what I'm not sure we do want Pochnar for number one, um, and we should just announce it and get behind this guy. Are, are we getting there, Rob? Are you getting there? We 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 starting. To, I'm starting. To, you know me, Mr. Emotional. The old yeah. express is start singing. I'm jumping up and down and waving my flag. Just want to. I'm I'm just going to hold you back on to to one point because because this is where I think it. You know, we, we often spend time together. We agree and disagree on football things. I think it's healthy to have disagreements. I think sometimes, and I say this in the kindest way, you you can be a football snob. <laughs> that, you're, that you're saying to the Gunnar Solskjaer doesn't quite. Yeah, it doesn't quite talk the talk, look the look, have that thing about him that. Big club <laughs> managers do now. Now let let me because I, I I was thinking because I, I knew where this conversation <laughs> was going to go. Marco Silva looks the part, talks a lovely tactical game when he's on the, on screen. Was relegated with Hull, went to Watford. His eyes got turned. Had a nightmare. Is now running is running what should be the seventh best team in the Premier League. And that's okay. We don't ever think because Marco talks the talk and looks the part, and all these kind of not the lad who's played who talks, does that and doesn't really talk the talk. But because of what he does, and whether it's his staff around him or working with Sir Alex or his understanding of the club, whatever, 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 he's got to a point where he's got a record that maybe Marco Silva will never get near in any club he manages at any size. And so part of me thinks, you know what? 
if it is only that he's this, if these, if these, there could only be one club that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is going to be successful in the Premier League, it's Man United. That's okay if 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 he's the right man. First of all, I I get it, and and that's a fair comment. Um, what about his? I mean, we and 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 what he says and what he looks like and and, and all that. I get that as mm. a point. Yeah, mm. maybe maybe he doesn't talk the talk like others do, mm. but I. And I don't totally disagree with what you're saying there, but but his managerial experience, what we okay. have to go on up to this mm. point, you know, th- that has to be in the equation, Robert, of, it does of have managing to be a club like United, with Cardiff City, absolutely. that it, it couldn't affect them. They got relegated. The next season, I think they lost the first half a dozen games. He got fired and voted the worst ever manager for, for Cardiff City in some small mm. publication or something. And then he's, he's working yeah. at Mulder yeah. in, in, in Norway, Rob. Without, but he's, he's doing managing, okay. Rob. He's managing. He's, he's managing, doing the thing. But for Molder, and Cardiff from Molder to Man United, and well, I know he's doing brilliant when... right now. But you've got to consider for the longer term, and and after this, you know, really great period, can he handle a downside when things start to go wrong? When people start to question him, can he question. handle that? It's a great question. But and 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 my, my retort would be. That he's done all these badges, so he's done the things. You you often say to me, you're like, too many players just want to finish and go straight in. Okay, he took the reserves at, at Manchester United. He went off to Cardiff, found it difficult, maybe working with players who were not quite as good as him. He wouldn't be the first top-name player that that's happened. He, had to, he left and went back to Mulder. Again, worked and coached with players uh, and understood management. The things that you said Stevie G needs to do and, and Frank Lampard needs to do. And here's another interesting one. Gary Neville is an outstanding TV pundit. I mean, couldn't no one could talk the game better than Gary Neville. He's got opinions. He's got thoughts. He's he's he's, yeah, he, he's good. Yeah, he, brilliant. Gary Neville put him in 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 the in the dugout. Couldn't get those messages across. Wasn't the same guy. So for all the things that you're saying, eventually results and performances. Uh, what yeah. you can act, you can end up judging on. Yeah, and the longer and, and, and it that's goes, that's the only thing. That's yeah. the only d- thing we've got at this moment from twelve Premier League games in, and one Champions uh, Cup game, the Champions League game is this guy's done an outstanding job to this point. Now, what you're saying, and I totally get, is what happens when three, four defeats on the bounce. Well, you, 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 you tell me. Well, well, so, so look well, ahead. Right, so, okay, what's going to happen with the media the and everybody that, else? They're going to say, oh, okay. is he really this guy? That's what's going to okay, happen. So, so two things I think we, we've got to consider. Mickey Phelan's been at that football club through the years of success. He's his first port of call. Ollie, be careful there. Ollie, they're going to go there. Ollie, da da da. So, so that's like you've got a sounding board like most managers in the world should have somebody who they can rely on. I know um, Pochettino's got Jesus' guy next to him. The other great figure he's got in there, Rob, he's got an open line to, is the best manager we've ever had in the Premier League. Mm. Right, Ollie, okay, da 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 da. What you need to do? Do you need any help? You need to do this. You... I just think we, 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 we're discarding so many attributes that this guy or. or um, opportunities that this guy has got to be different. They maybe aren't available to Pochettino. Pochettino or Zidane, whoever goes in, goes in on their own steam, fine. But they don't have that resource that Oli can tap into if and when he needs it. Yeah, and Michael Carrick, I think, is a recent mm, player that yeah, I'm sure gets all the course, tactical yeah, trends of, of the day. And, and we've beto- got deep thinker yeah, in the and, game. And between all of those things, with a bit of Sir Alex and a bit of feeling everybody else, 
um, maybe that's powerful enough and strong mm. enough to say, you know what, the United board, Edward Wood, we don't need anybody else. This is exactly what we want. Even if it's for two want. years, Rob. Even if it's for a couple of years and let's see how things yeah. go. Yeah, it, no. it might not be uh, the next 20 years in Sir Alex's way, but it might be the next two or three years to, to get things back going, to build the football club up, to get the, the, the enjoyment and, and the... Um, feel back to the football club and then they might decide at that time they're going to go somewhere else I'm just trying to I'm just trying to offer a different point of I view hear and, that, and that it's not all yeah. it's so easy to say give Correct. him it give him it he's ideal you know I'm just trying to consider the bigger picture of this football mm-hmm. club and when things start to go wrong is he has he got the experience and the wherewithal to deal with that and get it back on track. I mean, absolutely. And we're both trying to keep yeah. ourselves honest in the conversation exactly. that, that people are having. And there's no right, no wrong. Results eventually will tell. Um, mm. They've got a big, big game midweek as well, Rob. PSG. Yeah, difficult, isn't it? I mean, mm. the situation they're at. I mean, that was one night that was not not necessarily a reality check. The squad isn't quite there to compete no. at that level, but it was a oh. You know, there are, there are some good teams out there outside of the Premier League. The, the world football doesn't revolve around the Premier League. There's some yeah. good teams out there. They've spent a lot of money, got some top-class international players. Um, but the first goal possibly can make a difference to it, but but difficult. I mean, it's tough now. Um, and that's something... That, that, can, can he try and get something back from that game and, and make a game of it in the second leg? Injury as well. Alexis went down in with the... Yeah. Looks like a knee injury. Yeah. I mean, all this, again, there's, there's injuries lately as well. Yeah. And, and different players are coming in and doing well. It's it's just... You know, it's remarkable the job he's doing right now and making sure this team win from different scenarios, from winning handsomely, tight victories, coming from behind victories, just... Very, very impressive stuff. Quick, quick word on Southampton as well. Uh, Ralph mm. Hassan, just look a different, different team. Only Wolf Prowse particularly. Starting to score goals. And, yeah, I mean, mm. it, it, you just feel that. I don't know. I, I just feel they're going to have enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're going to have a bit of a panic on. I think it's going to be a bit of a sweat on. Um, Which is I, a Southampton way. But. Yeah, it is. I, to be totally honest, when he took over, given his history mm. and, and his kind of demeanour and the way he made an impact straight away, it seemed with his personality, I thought they yeah. were going to be further away from it than they are yeah. right now. Two points clear, aren't they, in the moment from two, Cardiff? Just on, two points yeah, clear. 17th, just, Cardiff 18th. It's just for the one spot, isn't it? Yeah. Huddersfield are all but down. Fulham need a miracle. Um, yeah. Cardiff City on 25, Southampton mm. on 27, and Burnley, Brighton on 30. So, yeah. uh, again, I think Southampton... We'll have enough. I think Cardiff, Fulham and Huddersfield um, are the worst teams in the league and they, those three will go down. But it's, it's by no means, nine games left, there's no, no means done with only two points with that amount of matches left. But Southampton, uh, yeah, I mean, they gave United a scare. Got a couple of stunning goals, by the way. I mean, Jan yeah. Valerie's oh. first goal and Ward-Prowse's oh. free kick. I mean, very, that very that goalkeeper, by the way, as well, yeah. who, who gets to everything, yeah. Yeah, to, to stunning goals. Yeah. And that's yeah. always helpful when goals when goals are going in down there. At least if mm. you can keep things tight, you, you give yourselves a chance. So, mm. yeah, a little word on Southampton there. Let's go back to uh, top of the table, uh, Mr. Musto. Yeah. Bournemouth nil, Manchester City won. So that's back-to-back 1-0 wins for City, which, depending if you Glass is half full or half empty. I mean, it's two wins, six points, but not as free-flowing and maybe as comfortable as they would have liked. They, they had chances they didn't take, and Bournemouth mm. was... You back. watched this game, didn't you? you yeah, so I took it. This is 10 o'clock. This is the 10 o'clock games, and you looked yeah. at United, and I watched more at the City game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bournemouth, wow. I mean, uh, their results have been poor. Yeah, they got hammered by Arsenal in the week yeah. 5-1. And I guess you understand it. Bournemouth aren't going to come and open up against Manchester City, but they were incredibly yeah. um, defensive-minded. Five 
for one Josh King on his, his own, own, own up front. City, as you expect, got all the possession, the dominance. Um, and they, they didn't really look like conceding, but it did stay, you know, 1-0 for a long period of time when you just expect them to go on and score more goals. Yeah. They didn't. And there was a few kind of breaks from Bournemouth that, that made City a little nervous, but not really. Another victory. Um, again, you get you get switches in the team. Bernardo Silva comes in. Yeah. Sterling comes in for Sane. Mahrez is out. Then Mahrez comes in and scores a goal. Sure, and you talk yeah. to Spurs, Rob, that they haven't got that option. Yeah. That's what Man City have got with the squad. So they can rotate, regularly rotate, so players are fresher. I'm sure there's a system in, in terms of how many minutes they've had, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, the few positions are less able to rotate. Zinchenko, yeah. I thought, was good at left back. John Stones came in but went out injured. Yeah. Uh, we know that An Fernandinho is injured yeah. as well. And Kevin De Bruyne, Robbie Earl. Yeah. Hamstring, are they saying? <coughs> Not sure Pe- how Pe- bad Peps, it was, seemed yeah. to be the report that, that came out after after the game. And when you see a player go off, right, with the hamstring, okay, mm. and he's talking to the manager in a bit of a discussion, that's, that's, that seems to me like it's not really bad mm. if a player goes down holding the back of his leg and yeah, he's shot he's like hits the ground and then he's he's limping up that's a bad hamstring this looked like more of a twinge I think we know that it can be referred pain from the lower yeah. back that can give you something in there so yes worrying yes mm. it, was, it was reported as a hamstring injury from Pep the manager but I, it didn't look like a bad one for me um Fernandinho's out, you know, of course, they're holding midfield yeah. players out at the moment as well with an injury. So it's that time of year they've got to try and, and patch up. But they have got such a big squad and so many yeah. good players. Um, they won this game and confidence is really high at the moment. The next is next weekend. They've got a full week of rest. Watford at home is the next game. Then they yeah, have Champions Watford. League at Schalke at home and then the FA mm. Cup. And then, uh, yeah, so not that so, many midweeks, to be fair, for City over the next few weeks. Would there be hope still for Liverpool and Liverpool fans? You know, the two one nils. I know that the numbers were good in terms of possession and shots and shots on target, all that stuff. But it was mm. only 2-1-0 Wills, West Ham now and Bournemouth. Liverpool fans might say, well, they're not particularly free-scoring as yeah. much as, as they were. No, that's right. But they're getting the important goal when they need it at the mm. moment. Um, you may be right. Maybe in future games, the, the lack of big numbers in goals uh, is dried up a little bit. But, you know, Fernandinho, I think, is so important. And he's yeah. going to be out for a few weeks. But, Again, the next few weeks means Watford, Schalke, Swansea, Fulham, Cardiff, Crystal Palace. So it, they might City might get away with this and still get good results because the <coughs> upcoming fixtures aren't that difficult. Um, but we'll see. They look strong. Mm. They look confident. They're winning. Yeah. The manager is talking about. I don't want to see any any excuses from my players yeah. of tiredness. Yeah, he looks like there, he's on he? it. He looks like yeah, he's on it at the moment. Absolutely on it. And getting the best out of his uh, out of his players. Time. Let's go to West London, Mr. Musto, where uh, Fulham and Chelsea played out. I thought it was a really entertaining game. Um, 2-1 win for Chelsea, which sort of signals the end of a, a, a good end to a bad week uh, for Sorry, If you think a week ago, a League Cup uh, final and all the, the Kepa uh, chaos. Um, he finishes with a win against Spurs and now a win against Fulham in, in the West London derby. And interesting for me, Robin Musto, today was... The movement of Gonzalo Higuain. After we spoke about his lack of pace and acceleration. Yeah, his quickness, his sharpness. Sharpness around the box. Mm. Right, was, was, he was a Better. bit of a difference today in the two teams. When I look at Mitrovic and think he's a handful and whatever, mm. there's, there's like a class level, isn't there, between what Higuain does and what yeah. Mitrovic does? Yeah, that, well, I think the class, we know the class from Higuain. The mm. criticism that, that I've given him of late is he needs to be a little bit sharper. And to be fair, Mauricio Sarri said in his press conference that, yeah, 
if, it, if there's anywhere he needs to improve, it's his physical condition. Um, that's what he said himself. But he looked sharp mm. today against Fulham yeah. and, and not great defensively, it has to be said. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he take his, he's got his goal. Um, Jorginho scores a really nice, firm pass into the yeah, corner yeah. um, for their second goal. Just going back to goalkeeper, Rob, were you okay mm. with... I mean, I was okay. The Kepa, the Kepa goes straight back in. I know the yeah. last pod we said, you know what? Yeah. So what if, if Caballero gone. plays the next game? He's got to earn his way back in. But to be fair, when Sari said... Listen, he's only going to be out for one or two games. He's my number one. Yeah. Then this becomes no no surprise that he, he was back in. Handled it how how we wanted. Handled it in control, Rob. As long as he was in control, I, I didn't mind. Mm. And, and he's he's basically said, you you miss one game, you'll sit on the bench. I'll put you back in. I'm okay with that. Now, if if he decided he was going to give Caballero a little bit longer, that would have been okay. But you like he he's probably thinking, looking down the road in terms of. European football and, and, and Premier League, he needs his, his top goalkeeper, he needs his confidence back, he needs the relationship back with his defenders and his teammates and all that, and, and they got it, they got a win, um, he, he got the, the goals, he didn't get the, quite the clean sheet, in fairness, um, Fulham had a goal with Scotty Park, I thought there was, there was some encouraging signs for, for Fulham from that point of view, mm-hmm. but no, certainly Mauricio Sarri got control of the situation after he sort of ran away from him last week, weekend and um, got, got the victory and got his goalkeeper sort of back in the first team picture. The last two games, League Cup final, uh, good performance against City. Lost on penalties, but good performance. Spurs, yeah. home, good mm, performance, good big performance. game. Yeah. Mm. And a more of a defensive focus we talked about on the pod, Rob. Yeah. I didn't think, I thought it was a little different in this game against Fulham. Today? Yeah, a little a little different. I didn't quite see the same shape, which I guess against Fulham, they feel they can get away yeah, from it. Yeah, a bit more, yeah. A really poor goal defensively they conceded from a set piece where Fulham score. Yeah. Fulham had quite a few opportunities Chances, in yeah. the second half. I just don't know whether that improvement in terms of defensive focus and shape is going to continue. Are we going to be in a situation over the next few weeks where those players aren't motivated to do the same things and they drop points and it all mm. kind of starts over again? I don't know. I mean, there were some changes, different changes. Kovacic came on for Jorginho and played in the holding role. Yeah. Uh, Loftus-Cheek for Barkley. I mean, similar switches, but they did win the game. They are probably getting a little bit more confidence up again. And Sari continues to kind of go forward. Uh, yeah. I just, yeah. I just think that the I kind defensive... of think he looks to me like he's trying to find some things out, Rob, uh, as well as win. He's got to keep winning. He's got to keep going for that full spot. But he's, he's, he's eventually got to start making some decisions. A bit like Unai Emery seems to be at Arsenal. I think mm. Sorry, in a strange way, Sorry had all those wins early. But I'm not sure if he knows that much more about his group and his squad and his best eleven and who he's thinking about the future. Still seems to me that that's very much a work in progress. Yeah, and, and he should know a little bit more about his defenders because yeah. the switches at the back have been Andreas Christensen for Christensen, David Luiz yeah. and Emerson, Emerson for Marcus Alonso. Yeah. And we saw yeah. that and there was a switches there. And mm. I, I just think Christensen's the future. Yeah. He's a young centre-back. He had a lot of experience last year. Antonio Conte liked him. I think he's a more of a natural defender than Luis, and maybe not as a good footballer. Mm. Um, that's something that, that sorry, I, I don't think is having at the moment. I think they will switch again. And, and a lot of this rotation was just because of games, midweek game against Spurs, etc., yeah. etc. Et but listen, he's winning. He keeps going on. Yeah. The Kepa thing is behind him. Um, we'll see. Aguain. It's going to come It's going to come down to Aguain. If he continues to score goals and they win games and they get that top four, maybe he continues. It's just whether you or anybody else out there thinks that they will do that. If they don't finish top four, and there's some disappointing performances, and, and, and Higuain doesn't get the goals as expected, he'll probably go. Mm. 
Absolutely. Just a quick line on, on Scotty Parker. I know you, yeah. you knew him from the Charlton days, and yeah. I just thought there was a little bit more enterprise and, and, and looked a little bit more spirit about, about Fulham, if, if, if I'm honest, Rob. Now, obviously, he's got nine games to go, Scotty. Oh, the thing he's trying to do is prove that he's worth giving the job to. What's he got to do between now and the end of the season? Well, you know what, today, he certainly had a go. Yes. It was 4-2-3-1, yeah. and it was like, wow, like, let's, let's go for this. It was better, yeah. And maybe that's the way to go, Rob. I think, I think he realises now that they're, they're not going to stay up. They're yeah, not, they're not going to get, like, they're not going to make it 10 points up, up to Southampton or, or whoever it's going to be in that spot. Um, but going back to what he's got to do, yeah, play, tough, give, give him some identity spot. again. Isn't he a tough spot? Like, not, like, was it nine games to go? Does he have to win four or five to give himself a chance can he can he can he get the job without winning winning one game between couple, now and the end I, of season? I think if he wins a couple of games two or three games mm. but today was like you could see the shape it was yeah, like we're yeah. going to attack full backs forward mm. you know we're going to some creativity we're going to get on the ball um and i just thought it looked pretty good it yeah, looked like you would expect from a fulham team rob Correct. it was open passing yeah. attacking and whatever the quality happens, the opposition's better than yes. you and so you you lose the game but yeah i totally agree and i just wonder what the owners are looking for or are they already starting thinking about a another who can get us out of the championship and you know the, the usual names will come out and one mm. or two who we don't know but or will scotty be given you know what he, he's somebody who's been in the game he's got a lot of respect has had a bit of reaction, okay, maybe hasn't won as many win, win games in the Premier League, but mm. will he be given a year, a bit like Darren Moore yeah, at West Brom Albion? Very similar. I mean, he's a, what I know from him, um, good player, good professional, mm. very well respected. You know, he's, he's a thoughtful guy, respectful to me as a new player coming in, a senior player, if you like. I was there as an mm-hmm. older player, of course. Um, and he was great to get on with, great to play with, and he could play a little bit. So yeah, he knows the game. He's been around a little bit. He's learned his kind of coaching at Spurs and came back to Fulham um, on the coaching staff. Uh, I hope he has a go. And, and he said in his press conference, I watched that on Friday, that, listen, this is what I've been working towards. It's an opportunity yeah. for me to, to try and impress and get this job on a full-time basis. I hope he gets it. But let's wait. I mean, it's yeah. one game. Let's, let's wait to see what he does. Um, to address issues that they're obviously at the football club, but this was a good performance against, of course, you know, expensively assembled team like Chelsea. And apparently, you got a text from Sir Alex Ferguson on Friday, just wishing him best. So that's always yeah. one you can throw Brilliant. into the interview. Brilliant. I've got friends like Sir Alex, if, if yeah. I need to. And he call did, on him, and so. he talked about yeah, it in the interview. Absolutely, yeah. and it was like well played. You know, a little bit emotional. Like you know, I can't, I can't tell you how much that means mm. to get something from him. Yeah. Uh, in terms of now starting off as a young manager, so classy, classy Sir Alex Ferguson. He does that a lot, doesn't he? Rebecca yeah, he was does, saying yeah, in the studio, yeah. like you know, lower league managers, yeah. younger ones. He is. He's Texan. He's the daddy. He's, yeah. he's the governor. He's the top man. He's yeah. an absolute governor. One more game, mate, before we, we, we wrap things up. Brendan was back. Brendan didn't get a win. Mm-hmm. What for two Le- Leicester won. Mm. Not quite the start that Brendan Rodgers would have wanted for, for his team against you know two teams who are sort of vying for the best of the rest or want to be it, certainly in that kind of uh, conversation. A mm. um, little bit of, of credit for, for Watford first and foremost, mate. Keep getting results. Difficult team to play against. More consistency now than I've ever seen a Watford team in the Premier League. Probably more quality than I've ever seen of a Watford team in the Premier League. And Javi Garcia continues to do a good job. Yeah, he does. And he, he gets the players to play for him. You know, it, It's not always easy. A club that has fired managers many times and the players you know, could think, you know what, I don't really want to play and we can get a different manager. Or 
he's got a long-term contract. He's there for a while. The players are behind him. And I've said before, it's a really good balance between technical players like your Roberto Pereira and your Adeo Lefeu and your Will Hughes um, and some power. Troy Deeney, DeCorey, Capu, Kathka, Mariapa. You know, so it's a nice balance. It's working really, really well. 2-1 victory. Um, and, and Leicester City, Rob, I mean, he makes some changes, Brendan Rodgers. I mean, different system. Wes Morgan, the club yeah. captain's back into the team, trying to get him on side. Uh, I thought, did you have a good look at this one, Robert? It was Didn't kind a of great a, look after. It was a bit of an old school. Oh, was it? Leicester, like five behind the ball, defensively cautious. He has talked, to be fair, about a structure, mm. you know, defensive structure before anything can get going, too much going yeah. forward. And I thought we saw that. Now, whether he's going to continue with three at the back, I don't know. Um, and then they got better as the game went on. They looked better in the second half. And then, of course, got that late uh, goal that, that caused yeah, a defeat. Gray, yeah. um, but there was moments. Vardy scored a typical Vardy goal, which is yeah. good. Good early mm-hmm. service in behind for him. Um, but it was different. And, of course, there's only been a few days of training yeah. for Brendan Rodgers. But, um, no, I think it's exciting for the for the club. It's a good yeah. move for both people. Celtic fans are, are bitterly upset about it. And I can actually get that. I understand that, Rob. Did you... Did you think that he could have waited to the end of the season? We talked about yeah, that on Yeah, it almost today. felt like he was forcing it through and wanting to get it yeah. done now, which seemed a little bit bizarre and strange that you know, Celtic were prepared to wait. I believe Leicester were prepared do you think they to would wait. Have, do you think Leicester would have waited for Brendan Rodgers? I think from he what, what I'm, g- I'm hearing, that Leicester were prepared to wait, you know, as long as it was agreed. And, mm. and you know, they'd have found the, the, the caretaker, whether Mike Stoll or what would have continued. They're not going to get relegated. Mm. And, you know, let him finish off the work he started at Celtic and move down. So, yeah. Um, obviously, Celtic fans quite rightly a little bit upset that one minute you know you, you're kissing the badge and talking about how much how important it is to you in for a treble, and the next minute you, you're moving off back to the Premier League. So, um, as ever, there's always a bit of controversy around, around Brendan. He's got work to do. I think it's one of those. Where, where do you want to get with him? What, into next season, where is success? Where well, I wonder. He identity of football be? club, Rob. It, 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 identity of football is important. So we, we we've known the group and the team and the magic moments of winning the title. Yeah, and the since way they then, did it. Yeah, since then, it, it, things have, have, have been bitty, have changed, obviously managers, different players, different systems. I think they need to bed something down, bed a system down, young play, introducing young players, getting the right balance of the experienced lads and the respect that they need in and around the football club to get the best of them. I think he's... There's a decent job to be done, but I think it's a kind of job that, that's the right size and he's the right man for. Mm. Um, I think a, a younger manager or less experienced manager might have too much to take on and some of the bigger personalities in the football club might affect him. I think he, he can overcome that. I think he's, good, he's a good coach on the training ground. He worked well with young players that, that, that yeah. he tends to get the best from them. And then yeah, success for them, Rob, is going to be getting to a cup final for me, a domestic cup final, and, and obviously a top 10 spot. Can they that, be, that's, what he, that's what he's got to look to I do. Think they got, I think he's wanting more than top 10 spot. I think he's going for seventh. Do you think yeah. they can get seventh well, next season? Yeah. Um, I think there's a challenge. I think there should be a challenge. The Everton should be challenging West that. West Ham, I think, will be West Ham right should be there. challenging that mm. spot. Gosh, we don't know. No, Newcastle, I'm hearing my castle is not selling now, but they should be challenging for that spot. Watford Wolves look like. probably get, get yeah. new players in as well. So, you know, it's not going to be easy. No. So, I'm just thinking 10 to 7 is, is your spot in, okay. in the league. But um, League Cup, FA Cup, that's where he's got to go strong mm. and try and have a, um, a big day out at Wembley for, for the football club. Well, I think that's about it, my friend, isn't it? We talked a lot of clubs there, by the way. Got a little bit of detail with some of the bigger ones. Nice to talk about some of the smaller ones, different managers and how they're doing and how they potentially could do. 
But more football, my friend, isn't it, this week? What have we got coming up midweek? Yeah, we've got a big week. So that's it from us on Triple Derby Weekend. But as always, we want to hear from you, our listeners. So download the two Robbies on Apple Podcast and please rate and review the show. Let us know how we can make it better. And this week, we've got time for a tweet of the week. And that goes to Igor Epstein, who told us that Liverpool do have problems with scoring goals, but somehow it only happens away. They're always dominant at Anfield and usually score a decent amount of goals. Even away in some of the games, a lack of goals is just a lack of luck. So we'll see how that goes with Liverpool. But Eagle, direct message is your address and we'll get a two Robbie score from the post to you over the next couple of days. So on a day when Liverpool drew with Everton and handed the advantage back to Manchester City at the top of the table, look out for a Euro podcast on Thursday, March the 7th, after Champions League games when Spurs and Manchester United are in action. So, on a dramatic weekend in the title race, I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening, and good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good, good night. night. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.